0: Welcome to Monk's Take. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monk's Take. This is episode 10 of our podcast series in our season one, and we're joined today by a special guest all the way up from Tennessee. We have Alex Gutierrez, a 2019 grad who is currently on leave, on vacation uh, from his graduate assistantship at Lincoln Memorial University. Alex, welcome! Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, we're glad you're back up here in Maine. Uh, what's it? How, how are things going? How was your trip back? Uh, it was
1: good. It was uh, pretty long. Uh, but I broke it up. I had a, a nice stay in Pennsylvania for a night uh, with Megan Baker. She, she was uh, kind enough to let me stay. Uh, but yeah, it kind of split up the trip. Uh, it's a thousand miles. 2002 exactly to my house from the university oh no kidding yeah so it was uh, nine hours one day um, most of it was in Virginia uh, which got a little boring from time to time uh, but thankfully I was able to tune in to the uh, men and women's basketball games uh, that uh, Mike Mason was uh, on the mic for and so it was really cool to listen to him he kind of blew my ears at some point but it, it, kept, <laughs> it kept me awake it kept me focused and it kept me going on the ride and then Yes, sir. it was just a piece of cake, you know, finishing it off from Pennsylvania to here and it's good to be back.
0: Good. Well, I'm going to keep track of your shout outs. Okay, that's two right. shout outs already. So right, we're going to see how many you get and we'll see how many that you miss. And also, folks, uh, Megan Dunlap, the assistant SID here, is probably going to chime in at times as she feels needed uh, with her input. It's always good to have a woman's input, right? Of course, of course. Excellent. So Alex, just talk about what you're doing down at Lincoln Memorial. Uh basically for people who don't know like the graduate assistantship program, how that works, what office you're working in, you know, what led to you taking that position, et cetera.
1: Uh well I would say what led to that position and me taking it was uh I think you you know that for sure. You were a big part of it. Uh, so shouts to Corey McCarthy here at uh SJC, I don't know but. if that counts as a shout out <laughs> if I'm on
0: the podcast
1: with you, but thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, I kind of wanted to go the same route uh, as you have uh, in sports information, uh, working with all the teams at a university. And uh, it kind of led to me looking for positions uh, along the athletic communication side. So uh, when it came to, you know, Picking places, uh, it wasn't really a factor of where it was more of like what I was going to be doing and what the offer was going to be. So, uh, going back to the graduate assistant uh, position, it just kind of entailed, you know, paying for my tuition for master's courses so I could get my uh, master's of business administration and sports management, um, and in exchange for me helping out and getting more experience in athletic communications itself. So going into deeper into that i cover men's soccer uh, so everything from writing releases social media making videos uh having fun with the team mostly (laughs) traveling with them and really getting to know the players uh one of one of my big things that i emphasize is uh, getting to know the student athlete uh beyond just on the field Uh, kind of bringing out you know the extra components that go into uh, you know the college experience especially in athletics so um that that's one of the biggest things i've had so much fun with uh, in my position and i also cover men's bowling and women's golf as well
0: interesting so we just brought you to a completely different part of the country that you've never been to what what has that been like just going somewhere you're basically a transplant from the northeast um i i get asked a
1: lot about the lobster uh, so uh, I, so when i when i say hey i'm from maine i'm from the northeast uh, they're like, oh, red lobster, the, the lobster from there is from Maine. And so, yeah, it's
0: like,
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> we get it we get it, nice and fresh. And uh, it's really cool. I, I get to make a lot of connections with people that um, have been to the Northeast. Uh, so that's awesome to just be from this area mm-hmm. uh, and be able to connect in a way like that. But otherwise, it's uh, kind of a big culture shock. Um, it's a lot hotter <laughs> in the summer. Uh, I'm used to, you know, having a little bit of a breeze in the winter to start coming around you know the end of September but uh, that's really just kind of feels like when the fall is just starting so um, I would say the biggest thing was the temperature change Uh, Mm -hmm. but the the culture uh, I have the accent now uh, in a way. Oh, you do. You think? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I can't. I can't say that they do, uh, because I, I, they being, you know, down in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I can't say that you know the people that are from there have the accent, but uh, they they give me the hard time about having some sort of accent. I don't know what it is, but uh, I I I have my uh, my slang. And you know of that? Right.
0: Uh, well, yeah. You, you know, of course, you're a Chicago guy, and you came to Maine. You know, in your in your early teens, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, you, you've I, been here, there, and everywhere at this point. I,
1: I yeah, I got a weird mix in uh, my vocabulary, I guess, and uh, how I come out as well when I, when I speak. So, uh, I don't I don't know what kind of accent that gives me, but uh, it's taken some getting used to by others. Hmm.
0: Megan, anything to add? Does
1: anyone ask you
0: if we have power up here? Oh yes, oh, yes. Oh geez, do you have all the <laughs> new music? Do you have? Cable TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. That's that's how I describe where Maine is. Uh, the big part is, uh, they're like, oh, where where's Maine? At? And I'm talking about like the the presence of international students that we have. They're like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Maine. And I was just telling Corey about this. Stuff. <laughs> they're like, where's that? What is that? Is that in the United States? And I'm like, yeah, it's basically <laughs> in Canada. That's that. well so I'll say, it's basically in Canada or. Uh, some people will draw it to Massachusetts and Boston. Oh, is that near Boston? Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. So um, that's about half the battle right there is just kind of describing where it is. And then uh, the other half is like, oh, how are the winters there? And in right. uh, their eyes, you know, it comes to a couple inches, we'll shut the school down. Which but, has
0: happened already, right? Yeah,
1: it happened last week. We had maybe two inches, maybe. Uh, a slight dusting for, you know, Mainers and New Englanders um, but just about every single department on campus was shut down and so it was a very quiet day uh, I'm pretty sure my car melted completely by the end of that day if not it was the next morning uh, but that's just a walk in a park for <laughs> New Englanders up here so uh, yeah I think I answered your question
0: <laughs> she's offended Yeah, I mean, but she doesn't like the comparison Canada to Maine no offense to the Canadians out there listening, I know we have a big segment of, of uh, Canadian listeners for the Monk's Take oh, Podcast. Big
1: time, big time. Love Canada.
0: Absolutely. So, you're covering some different sports, uh, namely bowling, bowling, which is pretty interesting and, and something you've probably played recreationally in your life, but never competitively as a sport and, or covered it, so talk about that.
1: Uh, so the big thing was um, kind of talking with our current sports information director. Uh, at LMU and he had mentioned uh, just kind of getting experience he said yeah I've covered bowling in the past Uh, the past institution he was at before Lincoln Memorial uh, they actually won the division two national championship in women's bowling so he's had he's had his experience around covering it Uh, he has a ring in his office uh, that I kind of want to take pro because it it looks nice and shiny
0: well now you're on record (laughs) so if it disappears you're in trouble yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, but uh just kind of going back to the bowling piece um a lot of it was just pick up as you go and uh i've looked and watched uh women's bowling which is the ncaa sport Um, but i cover men's bowling so coverage is a little different in terms of there's no live stream uh one of our players uh actually sets up his own facebook so that way Parents and everybody can see like watch a Facebook live of the event he'll put his phone interesting yeah it's a very interesting way I didn't find out about it until the se- the fall part of the season was almost done mm. I was like oh that would have been very useful so I could put some words to actual action right um, but thankfully the coach uh, he's actually from Maine from Scarborough um, he had mentioned Um, you know, just kind of, he was going to help me with it. He'll send me, you know, very descriptive paragraphs of what happened and he'll send me pictures. So it's like I'm there, uh, but really it's just to get my feet off the ground and kind of get into a whole new sport of coverage.
0: Interesting. So when you got there, you were covering sports from soup to nuts. I mean, you were doing, like you said, releases and social media and photography and Photoshop on and on and on. What was it like for you because you didn't you did some writing here we tried to get you into that a little bit so you'd be prepared. but you know now you're responsible for a team during yeah. their season and men's soccer is is a high visibility sport uh, at most places so how did you how did you uh, take that on and how did you grow throughout the season
1: um, I, I was initially just like nervous but I, I knew it was gonna be a challenge no matter what sport it was Uh, No matter how much was going to be expected of me, um, I knew that, you know, the writing piece in itself uh, was something that I knew I needed to work on. I know my Photoshop skills, my editing skills uh, weren't too great to brag about, but I knew it was all going to be a learning uh, curve. And so when it came to uh, developing that routine, so at the beginning of a week, you know, touching base with the coaches and... Um, asking for players of the week nominations, everything from there to, mm. uh, you know, you know all that. Uh, and then all, everything from there to the end of the season, postseason uh, nominations for awards and stuff, it all uh, was just kind of thrown at me. And so really kind of scripting everything out, uh, when to do what and to give myself time uh, and to check in with coaches all the time. And uh, really, I would say when it comes to writing, my style changed a lot. Uh, throughout the season for men's soccer itself at the beginning I was very numbers based uh, with how I wrote my releases um, and for some games it, it seems like we'll we'll win a game but it <clears throat> stats wise it just didn't look like it, it looked no. like we got you know we're outshot 28 to 6 you know some games but we ended up winning 2 to 0 in overtime so uh, very tricky and I wanted to kind of you know add a little extra um, Think and go back to that chart of words that you sent me <laughs> last year to use whenever I'm uh, I am I still st- use that yeah <laughs> yeah whenever I'm stumped I, I go back to that and um, I, I like to change it up and so I came to a point where I was advised to get quotes from the coaches and that you know for men's soccer it was always kind of a roller coaster because we'll have our good games we'll have our bad games and uh, or are not so good games, I'll take that back. <laughs> um, but a lot of it was just kind of trying something new and then developing something to stay consistent with. And I didn't really kind of get that until, I would say, the last like three games of the season. Yeah.
0: Well, it does take time for sure. And, and uh, you know, I, I know men's soccer can be hard. Soccer in general, it's, it's a sport where there's not a lot of scoring. So some games no. there's really not a lot to talk about. So now in the wintertime, you're covering like women's bowling or men's bowling right now. Are they mm-hmm. done or are they going? I don't know how your seasons are. For um, so, those sports.
1: men's bowling and women's bowling, they go all throughout the year. Uh, they start in late uh, September, mm-hmm. um, but going into actually last week uh, led to a break for the men. So, they'll be done till the end of November. So, okay. Uh, they had just about all of November off, uh, but they'll get started again. And then go to another point in February I believe uh, and take another break for a couple weeks and then finish off by the end of or by the beginning of May Mm -hmm. so uh, once I get back you know from this little vacation I'll be back in action with men's bowling
0: cool and you're also helping out of course with with basketball which is which is a big sport at your school and and, uh, just talk about that setup the jumbotron and that you know the the music setup and the band and you know the big crowds and season tickets and it's it's really a different atmosphere
1: yeah i, I would um uh, I would draw it to like going to a red Claws game okay uh, even to some NBA games and it's when it comes to the media side the entertainment side uh everything's scripted out you know as we have talked about before uh when it comes to our school band uh when it comes to um, you know, announcing certain sponsors and all this all that everything's like down to a t, and it takes mm. you know that whole week of preparation going into the games and me individually, I work with you know um other people like coworkers and selling tickets and how we're gonna do it, and everything from designing them to how we you know greet people to buy them um and then you know security and making sure parking lots all arranged correctly to making sure people are parking where they should be. Uh, how to get the officials in and out safely if there's you know a yeah. crazy game where yeah there might be some fans throwing some popcorn or some players you know still upset once the game is over um, kind of always looking at that risk management side to an event um, and really uh, my first tournament that we worked it was a 14 team tournament and that was a whole week preparation and um, my one of my supervisors came out to me and was like, yeah, in this entire process, there's a basketball game that happens, and you yeah. n- never really uh, think about it. Once the game goes, it's- It's smooth sailing from there. You correct. Hold, you hope. Hold. Correct, and, <laughs> and when it came to that, I was actually, for my very first game, I was put on scoreboard, because uh, somebody wasn't able to make it, and I was like, you know what, that's fine. I, I think I can do this. Mm. Um, but the scoreboard had like 9000 buttons on it. <laughs> and you have to put, you know, the it, the scoreboard itself shows all the players that are currently in the game. Okay. How many points, how many fouls, all the timeouts, all that, you know, I that was a little above and beyond for me at first because I'm used to okay plus 2 for the home, plus 2, you know, away. Yeah, we don't track all that stuff here. No. <laughs> yeah. Um and I realized you know that's for the live scoreboard that's not only um, on the walls of the arena but it's also on the jumbotron the big shiny thing that's draping over everybody's head that shows the replays that shows all the stats come halftime so the pressure to make sure all of that was right you know when the times that people would look up at it uh, was high yeah and and then all while that's going on you have to make sure the right people are in the game you got to make sure the timeouts and fouls are right for the officials and so it was a little bit of a, uh, I would say it was a very quick learning curve, you know, and it wasn't by choice. It was just like, I got to do this, right? And yeah. I, uh, I wanted to panic, but uh, can't. I realized I couldn't. So. Right.
0: So how did it go? How did you do?
1: Uh, the first game, it did not involve LMU, so it was a little bit tougher remembering mm-hmm. who was home and who was away, and ah. I I I got off to a bad start. I put the wrong sub in for the wrong team. And so from oh, there okay. I spent like two minutes trying to make up and go forward. I didn't get it right till the, just about the end of the first half. So I was, <laughs> was struggling. I was struggling for a good portion of the first part of our first yeah. game of the tournament. But you know, nobody really saw it thankfully from the outside in. You yeah, didn't
0: <laughs> have to have police escorts out of the building. I yeah,
1: no, I not, not me. Not I, for you. I just, I just hid, I hid, that's what I did. I, Got out of the sight while I could. I didn't want the escorts to even, or
0: the police escorts to even find me because I didn't want them getting mad at me either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, what do you do in the spring? What are, what are the sports? I mean, bowling continues. It sounds like, but what else do you have in the spring?
1: Uh, it'll be a lot of women's golf. Um, okay, and they will be back in action come January as well. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and I believe I have one scheduled trip to one of the Carolinas. To travel with uh, one of the uh, with the women's team um, thankfully in the fall we actually had a little conference preview uh, that we hosted in like 30 minutes from campus um, that I was able to get a glimpse of how to you know be there and cover a women's golf team because I had also never done that you know here at SJC or even thought about doing it um, but just kind of seeing what it takes everything from pictures to setting up uh, certain things at certain holes for not only our players but all the other players that are there all the other golfers that are there um, just another operational side but it's a really good thing it was a really good experience to see all of it come together so now yeah. for the spring when the actual championship season is uh, hopefully it'll be a little more smooth sailing um, for me in terms of covering it um, but yeah I mean it's a, it, it's a really exciting time because we'll have all of our you know other sports going on as well and for basketball it'll probably be regionals time as well And I know in the past at LMU uh, we've had you know a women's lacrosse scrimmage uh, softball game doubleheader baseball doubleheader women's golf tournament and then we have basketball regionals that we're hosting at our arena mm. and so uh, that kind of just you know makes me uh, lightheaded just thinking lot. about it um, yeah So, operational side will be just as exciting (laughs) um, as covering women's
0: golf, let alone you know by itself. Right, Megan. Anything to add? No. What are you playing with? Play-Doh. It's great. I'm trying to be
1: quiet so I don't make any clicking noises. Okay.
0: (laughs) Play-Doh is the is the right choice then. That's good. Yes. Excellent. Um, (laughs) So. Going from D3 to D2, there's obviously going to be some differences, okay? So uh, what are some of those differences that you've seen and you're you're working with right now? And what are some of the things that you learned here through your experiences that have helped you be successful so far down at at LMU?
1: Um, I would say one of the biggest things is that I've learned from, you know, you and uh, Brian Curtin and even – Uh, some of the uh, professors here at SJC is uh, the curb appeal piece kind of making a very good first impression Mm. Um, I remember that here Brian Curtin Megan if not yourself Corey uh, would always greet teams as they come in and show them to their locker rooms and help them with whatever they need Um, and that kind of led to me getting off right when it came to the operational side Uh, I was asked immediately like. When we had our first week of games, we had two softball or two soccer games and a volleyball game. Uh, kind of led to me being in the right places at the right times, uh, greeting teams, helping them with whatever they needed um, right away, just to give the teams a you know a good first impression of the campus uh, of what was gonna happen. You know, for our event, our sporting event. Um, so that, that originally, I, I probably would have never thought of that being mm-hmm. a 22 year old, just like worried about, you know, the outcome of a game and stuff like that. Um, but just working here in athletics, uh, over a good portion of time, uh, I would say that was probably one of the first biggest things that stuck out in my head that I took away from both
0: class and my experience here at SJC. That makes sense. So what do you see in, in the differences? I don't want to say, you know, I don't need you to go into like the talent level or yeah. anything like that, but what are some of the things you see between D3 and D2?
1: Um, outside of talent, I would say just the speed of a game. So don't mention talent. It's not talent. It's just the the speed that everything goes on sure, um, sure. when it comes to, you know uh, – I know that for the women's soccer and the men's soccer teams they have a very precise uh, uh, kind of uh, routine you know that you might see at, you know I and mean, really any institution um, and everything's laid out perfectly everything's scripted and mm-hmm. I know we have the same for operation side uh, but they have it at a team side as well and everything's like very very strict um, and, it, and when it comes to that it's just You know, being on the sideline and seeing all that happening, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they kind of have their own operational setup. And and it doesn't necessarily have to be a difference between Division 3 and Division 2. It's just something I never really saw before uh, to that level uh, when it comes to everything from, you know, our men's soccer team. Uh, Men's soccer coach has like a PowerPoint of everything in preparation from the night before to like down to the minute Mm -hmm. uh, all the way up until the clock goes off, you know yeah Uh, so everything's scripted out and I just don't think I ever saw that uh, by any coaches I mean really anywhere uh, any event that I've been to for division three athletics
0: some of our coaches are like that for sure but I see what you're saying Uh, there's probably more staffing there's more uh, you know human resources to pull from in order to be able to do those things and spend your time on it that makes sense uh, definitely so I know that you followed along. You 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 know you bleed royal blue, right? You know the yeah. monk forever, monk for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know that you uh, followed our fall season. Let's um, talk about what you saw from afar, like how you felt about it. Uh, another really good fall, and in some ways pretty surprising. I think. Yeah. Um, we didn't know how these teams were going to do with what they lost via graduation, and pretty much all of them came up with cookie cutter. Results, yeah. You know, the, champion, the championships, we fell a little shy, but you know, to win three championships on one day, I mean, that's you know, not many schools are going to do that. So, just talk, talk about what you saw from afar.
1: Um, I mean, I, when it comes to social media, like even for my personal use, I, at the end of a day, you know, working in athletics, I barely want to be on it but like i always make sure i take the time to like check in uh see the the great graphics that are made and read this the stories i, I get the emails about it because i subscribed yeah. and everything so whether i want to or not i get the notification um n- but no uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh on a serious note um i knew that was going to be different uh, i wasn't gonna you know in my mind i was gonna be like oh it's gonna be terrible this year oh yeah. it's gonna be so much better this year um but uh, uh, you know it's really uh it was really cool to see uh it's gonna sound weird to say this but the men's soccer team gets scored on like i I don't think (laughs) i don't think that was that was something (laughs) i mean for the past couple years i was not used to seeing a number right in that other column you know it was uh, always a brett matos like hat trick or something like that or you know an absurd amount of crazy save by blake mullen and you know and it was cool to see you know I was hoping for you know obviously four Pete's you know by teams um, right like the men's soccer team um, and there was there was some of that was really invested into their program just by being there every game seeing every exactly single. it was really cool to see the evolution and, and obviously going into the coaching change it was really cool to see how it was gonna pan out and I think I think it really did work out pretty cool for the pieces that were coming in the pieces that might have changed around uh, it was really cool to see get to that point still still get to the championship even though it fell short it was still cool to see yeah double uh,
0: overtime. and we're talking yeah yeah
1: it, it's still cool to see those graphics it's like man like a year ago today like three yeah. three championships like you i don't think anybody would even think of that and let alone like other schools wanting that you know um but it was really cool to see Uh, I like field hockey just because of my involvement, you know, obviously with the operations side as well, um, through my time at SJC. Love Rupert Lewis, that's another (laughs) shout out. Four. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was really cool to see him get selected uh, to go to the uh, coach for the national senior game for field hockey, and I thought it was really cool because, you know, Megan Baker, another shout out there. Um, Twice. Yeah, twice for her. Yeah. I, I actually went to that game with her last year. So it was really cool to just kind of have, you know, another story to put to it and seeing Rupert or hearing
0: that Rupert, you know. Oh, you guys co- must be good friends.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I, I saw him at the porthole. I saw him at the
0: porthole. No, I mean, you and Megan Baker. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. You're good friends. Uh, yeah. We
1: hang out from time to time. So. Mm. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and then women's soccer, uh, going on to that, I, it was a blow up you know going from the first couple years uh, of my time at SJC to you know Where this they are year now. And yeah. yeah it was kind of a blow up of like how much more advanced they've become and stronger they became in the conference so it was really cool to see them reach the championship again you know mm-hmm. after last year taking a uh, victory um, it was really cool to see them get to that point again so yeah things are different um, you know maybe for all the SJC fans it might, might not as been night might not have been the outcome uh that everybody wanted for all the teams, but it was I mean still a great opportunity just to get to that point, so very proud
0: I yeah, yeah yeah, definitely a proud alum it's uh it, and you're right, you know it's funny, we kind of we're going into a different uh, offshoot here, but almost like a a review of the fall a little bit talking with you about it, and I completely agree, I mean having the soccer team being scored on, you know so what yeah it that's natural that will happen and yeah. It's not a slight on any of the players or the coaches or yeah. anything like that. It's really when we allowed a couple of goals early on in the season, it was like it was weird to see. Yeah. But it was also Relieving. Uh, it, well, it was relieving, right? Because you didn't have to care care about that streak going into a, a big game. But yeah. also uh you know there was an element of luck. All due respect to Blake Mullen go down as the best keeper in program history, but he uh you know, there was some luck involved. Yeah. you know, And a and, great defense. Great and a great line. defense, great back line, but also some luck involved. Yeah. And we saw that. A couple of the goals that were scored on us early, it was kind of unlucky. So yeah. just that streak that we had, and you know, that almost 2,000 minutes of no goals allowed. But, yeah, I felt bad for the seniors from men's yeah. soccer. Also, you know, we should mention volleyball a little bit. They they had a lot of young talent, and, and they really showed as the season went along. Coach Roberts is doing a great job there. Cross country, hosted the championships mm-hmm. here. That was fun. It was a great yeah. event. And, but, and I
1: saw it. I watched it all on the, the Instagram live. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. I I always like, you know, volleyball, it, it scares me. I mean, at any I remember coming in, my first game working, uh, a volleyball game, I think it was uh, Felicia, Felicia right? Felicia Wachowiak. Yeah. yeah. she. I'm pretty sure she had a kill, and I was one of the line judges, and the <laughs> ball was coming right at me. And it was coming so fast. I didn't know what to do. I, I thought I was going to have to quit. I thought I was going to hang up the towel and <laughs> go home. I mean, that was, I was pretty scared. Uh, it was really cool to, you know, see volleyball go on from there. Mm. Uh, played with some of the volleyball players in intramurals. Not sure if I'm supposed to say that, but <laughs> uh, uh, don't want don't want them getting in trouble with coach or whatever the case might uh, be. Oh, they're probably uh, long gone at this point, but most <laughs> of them are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, it was really cool just to see, you know, this new coach come in right uh you know having the high school experience and then coming into you know the ncaa as an ncaa coach and uh kind of just taking it forward from there and yeah it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a growing process but it's still fun to you know watch and be a part of
0: yeah since we're going around horn a little bit too, we talk about golf and you know jason riley uh oh, first year right. head coach so that that's was kind of cool after so many years jamie Smythe who recruited uh some good freshmen and that kind of it rejuvenated the program a little bit and they were in second place after the first day of the GNAC tournament that we that's hosted right, yeah. and uh, you know, kind of came back down to earth on day two, but still the future is bright there. Uh, but uh, you know, we we don't need to go further down the, the, the review rabbit hole here. That wasn't why <laughs> it's not why I've, I've been waiting for Alex to come back from Tennessee so we could talk sports. No, yeah. that's not, what's, uh, <laughs> that's not what it is. So, So talk about your basketball situation down there. I know it's, it's, that's probably the most visible sport, right? At LMU and your gym is pretty cool. I just want to, before we let you go here, I want you to talk about the setup, your jumbotron, how many people can fit in that place, how many people you had at your tournament last weekend and, and just, you know, how that team is and the skill level.
1: Yeah. And so kind of going into how many people can fit into it, uh, as I had mentioned earlier, the regional that we had held last year, the year before, there was around six thousand people inside of a inside of the arena.
0: Is that kind of capacity you think?
1: Uh, they said there are still some seats left, and really? yeah, there are still some blank spots you can easily see. So I was pretty surprised to see that um, or mm-hmm. e- hear about that uh, in that sense. But uh, when it comes to the whole setup, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a project. It, it's um, I wouldn't say it's a walk in a park. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a way to get me out of the office you know everything from setting up the chairs uh, to greeting the teams you know sending emails out to the coaches at the beginning of the week saying hey this is where your locker room is going to be assigned I'll Mm -hmm. meet you at this point and let me know if you need anything beforehand you know this is you know what jerseys our team is going to wear you know and that's you know not always for it just basketball but for our other teams as well and you know uh, like soccer and volleyball, sometimes they'll switch up the colors that they have and wouldn't wear their traditional home uniform. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, all those little uh, nitty-gritty details uh, have to be communicated. Uh, we had a locker room change at one point for some, I forget why, for the basketball oh, that's tournament.
0: an interesting logistical problem. <laughs>
1: yeah, we had a basketball change. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to change it. I know what's going on. And I was told by one of my supervisors He's like you have to make sure everybody that's working today's tournament knows that change yeah? I like, okay. Right. And I was like and then ever since from there it's every single possible detail that goes into I mean all the sports but mainly basketball both mm-hmm. men and women's uh, being inside the arena um, every single detail matters from you know the the way the chairs are set up to you know when the clock is supposed to start to what music is playing when Uh, and it's really cool. The first game that we had a part of that tournament, the fourteen tournament. Um, Yeah, it was a learning curve with the scoreboard, but just uh, we had the music playing in the background. We had our announcer just like going crazy on the microphone. I I felt like I was, you know, at a professional venue. Like, Mm. I mean, it's just kind of one of those pieces that, you know, gives you the shivers. It gives you goosebumps um, just being a part of it. And, you know, it really didn't feel like work, at that point anymore. Yeah. Once all the pieces were put in place, and you know the tip was about to go, uh, was about to you know tip off and everything. Um, it just didn't really. It was kind of surreal. You yeah, know, for the first experience uh, that I've had, you know, kind of like that. and Before that at SJC I would say probably the the men's soccer game and the field hockey game, and then having the women's soccer game not at home. But that whole day of GNAX and then seeing all the people out at the SJC Athletics Complex, like yeah. that was a lot of people. It was going all the way around the track. Yeah, we had over know? a thousand people there.
0: I yeah. would say it at, at, you know, soccer, field hockey, and also if you want to, you know, throw in the women's basketball championships we posted. Yeah, you know, the,
1: those those. I mean, that's, that's another a, level. That's a different. Yeah, in the in the gymnasium here, um, I I find myself you know. Getting too crazy, you know, whether if it's on the the announcing side or play-by-play, kicking out the court on accident, you know, shutting down our whole broadcast five, ten minutes before. I wasn't going to bring that up. I was going to
0: bring it up. Okay. You know,
1: all the nerves are going through you and all the excitements, you know, going on and all that kind of just multiplied and amplified um, going into that experience at LMU, uh, you know, for the whole arena. Uh, for you know all the fans going to you know media timeouts. I forgot about media timeouts. I, right, forgot, it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot it was a thing. Uh, <laughs> so the refs came over, they blow the whistle, everybody gets off the court. I'm like, what's going on? What's what happened? happened? And the officials like media timeout, we'll go to a minute right now blah 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 and i was just like wait what hold on (laughs) and so that happened over and over again and like people told me going into the game like yeah we haven't been here but i forget i just forgot about it it was down your list yeah yeah and um just kind of the whole experience overall was just uh you know a lot of hard work went into every single detail with a big team that we have for our operations side Uh, just for basketball and so meanwhile while we're having a game we have other people working for our hospitality room making sure our uh, L Club members which are basically our people that you know um, go to every game Mm -hmm. on campus Uh, they have you know food to eat drinks to drink and you know they could watch the TV from their little room they don't have to be on the court yeah Um, it, it just gives that extra little bit to the experience and so being able to be on the operation side of that just all those goosebumps kind of amplified
0: if you were to guess how many people do you think are working those games
1: um i would say the immediate group that i work with is probably around a dozen mm-hmm. at least like that are there from you know the beginning of the day all the way to the end of the day the first people to be there to you know, the last people to leave the gym mm. uh at least like a dozen like solid people that i work with every time uh, but when it comes to Uh, throughout the game every little we have runners that do stuff we have you know high school people that come in and sweep the floors mop the floors when there's sweat uh, uh, on the floor and everything we have uh, security you know moving people place to place and then we have all of our people that help up with packing and uh, and break it down after a game is mm-hmm. done. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's probably like 30, 35 people, you know, eating together once everything's packed up and away. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, we all eat the leftover <laughs> <laughs> hospitality food that we have for our fans and debrief kind of on the day, like talk about yeah. little things that happened and, and really kind of forget sometimes that there's a whole game, a whole tournament that happened.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting to, to hear about all that. I mean, even, you know at our level, I don't want to say even at our level, but at our level, you know, basketball is kind of a different, you know, it's kind of an event. You know what I mean? And and, uh, we get people, you know, we get a lot of uh, community members coming out to our games and and there's a lot of logistical stuff that goes into it and it's just magnified at the level you're at now. So where do you see yourself? You know, you're only a couple months into your your GA position, but is there anything that you've seen that's like, oh, wow, I'd really like to go into that, part of athletics or media relations um
1: I, w- I mean i like being on the microphone you know it, it's really cool you do but, love the
0: sound of your own voice I,
1: from, yeah from <laughs> time to time you know i mean i like to talk you know i, I like hey. to have a good time i like yeah. to tell my jokes and or say stuff whatever the case may be yeah if you're but,
0: interviewing for a pa job don't tell them about your jokes yeah i won't do that
1: but <laughs> <laughs> um i mean as much as i like being on the microphone i don't see myself doing it as like a career i like to do yeah. that as a hobby i like to do it for fun i like to you know if i if i have to i will i mean that, i mean you could no you're good yeah, at it you definitely I, could do that i could hop in on the microphone and do an okay job at least <laughs> yeah um but when it comes to going forward with this you know ga position um i really want to get to the top of the administration piece in athletics um so kind of work my way up the ladder um i know a few of the people. At LMU and even like talking to people with their past experiences some of them started off as a practice player for a a certain team and then they worked into managing and then administrating one team and then all of a sudden they're an assistant AD Um, so I I really you know I'm excited to see what kind of the next step is and I know um, with the counselor of my MBA program he had mentioned the opportunity that if I do well enough, both in athletics, like working in athletics, and then obviously in the classroom, mm-hmm. uh, that I can potentially like get you know a part-time job offer and look into taking taking my doctorate um, courses at LMU so I have a Dr. Little, Gutierrez yeah it, it has a little weird thing <laughs> to it I would have never thought I even mean, even graduate <laughs> school itself it, it yeah has a little uh, just a little uh, factor to it that I would have never even thought of um, you know, when I first came to SJC, you know? yeah. So, all no, right. Uh, when it comes to thinking about it, just a couple months in, like, uh, at the end of the day, I want to be, you know, athletic director um, mm-hmm. or, you know, director of athletic communications at, at okay. the very minimum. Yeah. So
0: that you miss, you may. I don't want you to miss an opportunity to have another shout out of someone who could be pretty important in your future as a counselor at your school.
1: Oh, Mr. Maxwell.
0: Yes. yes. There you go.
1: I'm sorry, I forgot his name
0: for, for a second. Okay, we can edit that out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so any more shout outs you want to give? You know, uh, We can we can rattle off a few. No, you're up I, to
1: like five. I, I gave Corey a shout out. Uh, you know, shout out shout out to um the the men's and women's track and field team. Uh they're they're my heart and soul right there. At Saint Joseph's College. Saint Joseph's yes. College, yeah. Sorry, uh sorry about that. Yeah, so uh, Mike Mason, you know, he's the he's the man. I already shouted him out yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't uh, count. I met, his, I met his brother, but not brother, uh, Chris Mason. He's the thrower on the track and field team. Uh, I could name off a bunch of people, but I'm going to just group them all together with uh, Coach Tom Dan here at SJC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spent a lot of time with those guys so uh, and girls, so I uh, really like to hand out my shouts. And then to Rupert Lewis tomorrow for coaching and the – Senior game. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that for now. That, that's all I can think of. Sorry if I missed anybody that was expected a shout-out.
0: That's all right. It's not like an awards show or anything. That's you don't right. have to have a list. <laughs> uh, any nice things that you want to say about uh, me or Megan while you're while we're on the mic?
1: Um, Yeah, thanks for lunch. Appreciate it. Hey. <laughs> you're welcome. No, uh, in all seriousness, it's really cool to be back uh, and kind of just being able to catch up you know obviously sports but just the whole piece of what's going on here at SJC and athletics Um, just kind of what's going on behind you know the social media posts what's going on behind the stories and it's really cool to be back with you guys hanging out. You know, this mm-hmm. this is where I uh, pretended to do work a year ago. You know, it's <laughs> <That's> fairly accurate. <laughs> uh, acted like I was doing something, uh, unplugged the computer, said it wasn't working. Yeah. You know, it, Sabotage yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's, re- it's really cool to <laughs> be back in that same spot and probably the same chair and except this time on a microphone talking yeah. with you. And you know, yeah. it's just really cool. So thank you both for uh, all your hard work and, you know, getting to see, SJC Athletics just keep growing in terms of you know exposure. And, right. And, and, yeah.
0: So. Wow, well, thank you, thank you for that, and and we really hope to call you Doctor Gutierrez one day.
1: That that was just that was just the, you know a little little. It's a it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. Okay. You know, one one thing at a time. But All right. I would also hope that too.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad goal, Megan. Anything else you want to throw in at it at us here at the end?
1: Um, I think everyone here mostly missed you on the PA.
0: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, with apologies to David Tuttle and Jason Brooks and no, all those who have done it before. They've all, taken, they've all stepped up for sure. But... Yeah. Hey. Well. I mean that
1: that's great. I'm I'm you know happy in a way to hear that. Uh, but that that was me with uh, Bert O'Kelly. You know he right. He was uh, the man uh, the man on the microphone, voice of the monks. You know here at SJC, so it was really cool. You know to be able to kind of fall in place after, you know, he graduated and everything. Yep. Um it, it was just really cool to be a part of that, you know, kind of step a kind transition. Of that, that, yeah. Yeah. And so now it's somebody else's turn. Uh, and yeah. so I think Brett still likes to think of himself as the voice of the monk. So
0: Oh boy. Yeah. Well, he does. We don't see him too often, yeah. but you know, I'm not sure he'll listen to this. So, you know, he pretty much thought we were gonna sink when he graduated of course but you never were like that thankfully you know you didn't think that we were going to be awful when your group of interns left but
1: no brett no, i mean this this is some a, of the this interns yeah this is a, shout, that, yeah, no, this a shout
0: down at you brett <laughs>
1: yeah shout down
0: don't, don't ever you know come and see us or anything it's fine you work in portland it's fine
1: yeah but uh shout out to uh adam brooks adam, adam brooks, brooks. Man. can't get enough of him. Nick him. Cole Malazzo he's uh, getting married soon I don't know if I should say that
0: I mean it's fine it's nothing against saying that it's gonna happen yeah it's gonna
1: happen it's it's factually gonna happen on May 30th so
0: May 30th May 30th we're not messing around we're not messing around are you like the best man or something I I don't know I mean he kind of just
1: called me out of nowhere told me it happened. so um, yeah he actually FaceTime me and
0: during the (laughs) proposal he may have done it during the proposal. It might
1: have been during. It might have been just after. It, either way,
0: it, something was going on, and I just wasn't sure. So
1: he FaceTimes me. I open up the phone, open up the call, and I see a ring on a finger. I'm like, I'm like, that's all I see. Like, not a face, not a, hey, what's up, man. I just, you know, the screen's right there. Ring finger right there. I'm like, Okay that's um, cool man one of the well,
0: greatest characters in the history of our department
1: yeah okay what's going on and then i hear you know his fiance's uh voice and she's like, Cole proposed to me do you know her uh katie yeah she okay. actually yeah she was um she was here for graduation uh how I'd, many times did you met her I'm, at least like four or five times. Okay, all right, all right. Um, so it wasn't like the yeah, no, second no. time you ever heard her voice. No, no, okay, no, no, good. No.
0: She, she's you know it's and Cole. she checks out like she's a good person. Yeah, Cole, she's, you know. she's cooler
1: than Cole. I mean, she's Cole, not- Cole, <laughs> Cole Cole's, not, Cole's not you know, too hard to beat. Love the guy to death. Uh, not too hard to beat. You know, it turns really cool. Like, yeah, you know, oh, I could probably man. I could probably have a meal with Katie in a reasonable amount of time. You know, okay. You can't yeah. do that with Cole.
0: It always goes back to the food with Cole. Always goes back to the yeah. food.
1: The slowest eater of all time. Mark my words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one time with a granola bar from here when we were
0: traveling to um, um, Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And, and weirdly enough, Cole's the reason, you know, he's, yeah. he's at the beginning of the whole journey for me. I mean, he is.
0: Yeah. He told you to come in here. Yeah.
1: He was like, hey. Wow. H- him and uh, Jerome. Yeah. Jerome, Jerome Diggs. Diggs. Yeah. yeah, shout out to him too, I guess. Make wow. that like we, number we're 16. really
0: we're digging deep, man. This is yeah. great.
1: Yeah, they're just like, Yeah, you should you want to go on the microphone for athletics? I was like, Yeah, why not? You know? And yeah. They're like, talk to Corey McCarthy and next thing you know, here I am here we, here talking we to you on the microphone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, man. We went way off track. This is this this uh, podcast is gonna do really well in certain segments, especially the people who used to be interns here. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some we we didn't we didn't get, but I do want to get on record that uh, I want to have lunch with Adam and Jason Brooks at the same time. That that'll and be fun. We rarely ever see them together. I'd also like to meet their parents, oh. just because I feel like these are two great people.
1: Yeah, and we want to see kind of what's behind. I want to see great what's people. Po-
0: you know, I, I would like to go on vacation with them maybe yeah i a mean they go island or a cruise
1: <laughs> i know they go they travel a lot because adam's apparently been to like just about every he's single been
0: everywhere baseball field in yeah. america so yeah they follow. go everywhere he's a great follow on instagram He, he you know you never know what's going to happen on there or where he's going to be
1: exactly you yeah. don't know what he's
0: ever going to post it might be once a year it might be once a week <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good surprise yeah <laughs> Anyway, well, folks, uh, thanks for listening to Monk's Take. This has been Episode 10 with Alex Gutierrez. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining us, and thanks for uh, coming up and visiting us here at St. Joseph's. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Megan, anything else? No, she was going to say something. (laughs) Too late now.